Greetings and welcome to the Power for Positive Living podcast. My name is James Huey. I facilitate friendships, personal growth, education services, and also serve as host for these podcasts, offering openness and caring through the gifts of listening hospitality. I invite you to join me here on Friendship Podcast Radio as we explore diverse topics to enrich the quality of your life. Power for positive living and friendship. One way many people learn about themselves in the process of loving is to explore their values and beliefs in loving animals or our pets. Recently, a dear friend of mine told me that she was considering having her pet dog put down. At that time, I recalled a period from previous years when a dog in my family had to die after she ate what we think was antifreeze put out by a neighbor who disliked animals. These experiences elicited a series of questions within me about the value of life and the similarities and the differences we may have in our values and belief systems toward people and animals that each of us love. My own self-inquiry as to the reasoning for putting these dogs to death exhibited the physical and mental dysfunctions that the dogs had. Pain was present, and there seemed to be no way to correct or ease it. One was an elderly dog and had bodily functions that were not working well, which seemed to cause problems not only for the dog, but for the fellow humans around him. Being able to hear had virtually disappeared in his abilities. He had behavior about the family with depression-like characteristics. The family dog, on the other hand, was going to die soon due to poison, and immediate death seemed kinder. How do you and I then choose in situations like this to display our love? What are the values of letting these dogs die when their body and mind reach a high degree of dysfunctionality? Do we have this obligation to release them from misery by administering a system of humane death? Who makes the choice? And what is the appropriate degree of dysfunctional characteristic necessary? We all have degrees of dysfunctionality, ourselves as humans, and our pets. But what is the appropriate degree of dysfunctionality necessary for a decision about life and death to be made? All of these are questions for each of us in our own personal growth as we decide for ourselves what works for us. More questions may be, do we make every effort to keep the animal alive regardless of his or her condition? Another question might be, do we make financial investments in the animal's health care system that places a strain on our own human financial resources? 
Another question might be, do we keep the dogs alive out of our own love for them and our own unwillingness to let them leave our lives and being part of our family? We know from observation and maybe from our own experience that many people really do love and care about their pets equally. They may even love them more than they love their human relatives. In fact, in the view of many individuals, animal pets become the equivalent of being human. Many pets do become a person's family of choice. I ask these questions and they come to my mind each time I see the choices being placed also on human beings. Human beings who have family members who are experiencing some of the same characteristics as the dogs I described. Is there some point where it is best for all concerned to cease intervention in the degeneration of a person's mind, that person's body, so that the loved ones can follow the natural progression of life that, of course, eventually ends in death? Are we really kinder to our animal family than we are to our human family when we make supreme efforts to keep humans alive more or less than we do animals? While willing to discuss the pros and cons of taking an animal's life, our society still has a very difficult time facing the issue of whether an individual has reached a point in their life journey where their body and or mind indicates that not being allowed to die is the most humane outcome for that person. The discomfort may grow with the role of investing extensively our own personal and society financial resources for their care. Where does the role of money and wealth interfere, integrate, occur, take place in the process of our decision-making and combining it with our own personal beliefs and values? How each one of us feels about this different way we treat the severe illness of humans and animals, well, like most things, it usually depends on our own personal value and belief system. Personal growth emphasizes that it is not that one has a correct value and belief system, but that each of us as a human being understands what that system is and know why we have chosen it and how we can implement it. There are lots of people around who see no need to discriminate between treatment of humans and animals regarding the death process. No need. They are the same in these individuals' eyes. According to them, we should or should not intervene in either an animal's process toward death or a human being's. Of course, because there are differences in us as people, there are many who practice and believe the reverse. We intervene at every instant to whatever degree is possible and necessary in order to sustain and extend life as long as possible. We know there are people who believe we should encourage death in both animals and humans when certain illness characteristics are met. They can say that this is the best way to show love. 
Each of us has to ask ourselves, is this true for you? Is it true for me? How do I show and demonstrate the love I have for myself, the love I have for other fellow humans in my life, as well as for any pets or animals which may be present? Others see the value of humans as being totally different and much more important than how we treat animals. They see humans as being on a different level and bring forth different values and beliefs. When we make a decision on handling the decisions on letting a human die, whether we do it with or without intervention, once again, it is a different set of beliefs. One of the cornerstones of personal growth is the different strokes for different folks. You and I and all of the people around us have our personal value system on subjects such as loving, being loved, loving other people, loving ourselves, but the whole process of loving and also the process of death at the end of one's life journey. As I get older, each minute I live brings me 60 seconds closer to the time that I shall die. I find myself now, after many decades of living, with more and more questions about such topics as life and death. Loving myself and others, whether human or animal, shall remain my goal. Well, this is your friend and host, James Huey. I thank you for listening to me on this podcast as I share viewpoints from my own experiences with wellness psychology. These are my gift to you, my listeners. Your positive feedback, as always, sent via email is appreciated. The address is powerforpositiveliving at gmail.com. Please join me next week as we continue to explore diverse topics to enrich the quality of your life. As your friend and host here on Friendship Podcast Radio, I personally encourage you to nurture yourself as the unique individual that I believe you are. I remain committed to power for positive living and friendship. Friendship.